Hey guys, I love what Josh and Brandy are doing. Give them a listen because I'm a huge fan. I'm Emory King and you are watching the Ego's Last Stand. The King has spoken. Hey y'all, keep on hitting home runs, Josh. Love what you do. I'll see you soon. When I come around, got the whole thing wobbing. I'm ready. For what? I don't know. Well, none of us ever know. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of The Ego's Last Stand. And I have to enunciate that ego because people keep thinking I'm saying eagle. eagle. <laughs> Ego's Last Stand. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Lund. I'm joined by Brandy Nicole. Hello. And today we've got a fantastic guest, on the, an old friend of ours, Scott Wilson's on the show. Hello. Welcome, Scott. Hello. Glad he's here. And, uh, you know, we've been having a lot of fun and, um, you know, with the different guests we've had here. And we're getting ready to launch this bitch. So it's fantastic. It's going to happen. So they're going to shoot you into the air? Is that what they're going to do? It's going to be great. He said, launch this bitch. <laughs> that is exactly it. <laughs> and welcome, Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just taking it as we go. We go. That, that's what you got to do. It's the last stand. You got to stand your ground and do your thing. Exactly. Um, Scott's been working. It might here. be the Eagles' last flight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit, everybody knows where the hell Scott's worked for the last 20 years, right? Been around here? Uh, 25. 25 years as the house MC of comedy off Broadway, which is fantastic. Next May, it'll be 25 years. Next May, Jesus. Yeah. And you did stand up around the country since, what, 82? 83. 83. 83. Yeah. Good God. He has been around. He has seen things. He has done things. Recently, we had Lee Cruz. Pulled several muscles along the way. <laughs> now, what muscles were they? Well, uh, there's no reason to go into that, but... Uh, <laughs> I will say that uh, you know, some of it was difficult. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that happens on the road, especially when you're really straining. There was a uh, there was a, a one of my uh, comic friends from way gone, way gone by days uh, uh, just went past one of our old gigs in um, Alabama. Yeah. And it's now like a... Uh, um, you know, it was a hotel gig, so you know, you went and stayed at the hotel, and then it was like a one nighter, right? And it was like one of the worst gigs ever, right? And uh, Ozark, Alabama, is where oh, wow. it was. It's like, and if you're on your way, if you got to drive to like Panama City or uh, Destin or something like right. that in Florida, right. you have to go through this place. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, most people just drive right on through it because it's just a little small town. It's it's actually a, a military town where they got a base there where they train uh, helicopter pilots okay right so the shows would be uh just like uh it, they'd draw a crowd i mean it'd be two two 250 people oh, there wow. but it was the worst ever because it was just nobody paid attention to anything it was horrible right and then there's about a hundred uh, helicopter pilots there right and the girls who want to be with them and sure. uh, the helicopter pilots, of course, they're all only like five foot tall. Right. 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 So it looked like the scene from Close Encounters of the Third <laughs> Kind when, when the when the aliens take Richard Dreyfus into the, the ship, ship at the end. And he's like, he like, he's like twice as tall as they are. When I walked through the building, that's what it looked like. It just looked like that scene from the movie. And they were horrible. It was just stand up there and talk for, for 30 minutes and... They're in the crowd going, this isn't a TED Talk. They don't, they don't even, they, they, they didn't even know. I mean, I had a guy afterwards, he goes, well, you're not very good. And I go, well, how did you know you weren't listening? <laughs> you're not very good. Yeah. So, but, it, you know, I was driving to pick up money sometimes. Right. That's awful. Yeah. The, I mean, rest, of, the rest of that week was one-nighters, too, and they were all really, really good. They were in the Panhandle, Florida, and Tallahassee, and 
and uh, but that one night you just had to go okay good good show good show we got to drive to Ozark, Alabama. <laughs> Jesus, there's nothing there. I mean, so you, right. you, know, you get and it, and it took a couple hours to get there, and then it, and then there's nothing there. You got to eat junk or just something from the Holiday Inn. Sure. What a and then, um, and then you get up the next morning and you get out of there as fast as you can. Yeah. You like how far west did you do shows? Did well, you go- I, well, I did some in L.A. and did you? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, not much in between Texas. Did a lot in Texas. Yeah, and uh, I went to Wichita Falls one time and did a club that just opened up there. And uh, boy, I tell you what, that Kansas—that's some. Um, Flat land, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's the whole thing. If your dog runs away, you can still find him like right. a day later. <laughs> but, get, uh, get the binoculars out. Yeah, and, and, you know, St. Louis and you know, Kansas City, and, right, and uh, Wisconsin. I didn't really go. There was several gigs that were uh, available to me up in uh, when you get up into Iowa, and uh, you know, I'm not geographically. I don't, you know. North Dakota and South Dakota, sure. and uh, some of those places, Minnesota, and everything. But I, I just didn't, didn't want to go that far. Yeah, there was just no yeah, reason to. Yeah. I mean, I had other opportunities I mean, available. You, you had what you know, a lot more weeks of work available than there were. Well, weeks way in a back year, when so, it yeah. was, it was a different situation. Sure, for sure. I, had, I had about uh, eighty to a hundred weeks of work that that would hire me and and do that. Right, uh, and I could only. You know, I think I tried to fit in about forty-four or, or you know forty-five. So sure, you know, no reason. Jesus didn't travel a lot, and he got a, he sure got a lot done. He did a lot of walking. He did a lot of walking. He did a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. That's what the book and says. fishing. I think he did fishing, a lot of fishing, just with Avid his hands. Fisherman. Though, right? Just Avid with his fisherman. hands. Yeah, but uh, you know, it was like uh, it was easier to book. Cause a lot of the, the bookers were uh, they would have multiple clubs and runs and and circuits and whatever you you might want to call it. And so, if you got in with one of those, uh, one of the ones that I did uh, actually had 22 weeks of work at, at one point. And you could, I literally, and I think I did actually at one point, leave, you know, pack up and leave. My wife was actually traveling with me at the time, so yeah. it was easy to do. We were kidless. And, um, I think we did like eighteen of them in wow. a row, you know, and just nice. and we just we left, and that's that's just what we did. I always found it fascinating because like you would be like like skiing one weekend, and then the following weekend you're like, yeah, well, that was the first two weeks I ever, I took my wife on the road with me. I, I you know we we got to the point where I just felt like uh, uh, I was I was doing big chunks like three and four weeks at a time on the road, and then coming home sure. and for four or five days, and then going back out for three or four weeks at a time. That's right. I just didn't think. A marriage would would last like that, and I, and and frankly, I would you know, it, it, it didn't have the luster. You know what I mean? It was it was getting to be a grind. So sure, uh, I, I figured out a way that she could go with me, and uh, uh, and so when we did that, the first week that we decided to do that. Uh, in February of 1988, it was when we got it all set up and ready to go. And we, yeah. we divested everything. I mean, we got rid of everything, and yeah. uh, and we bought a new new car. And, and we uh, the first one we went to was uh, Snowshoe, West Virginia, which was 
a, a ski resort, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like it's an inverted ski resort, so everything's at the top of the mountain, right? Instead of being at the bottom, and you take the lift up, mm-hmm. right? So it's all it's a big community up there, and, and they had a really nice comedy club, and the, and uh, actually the guy who owned it and ran it uh, actually lives here now, and, right? And uh, and manages this club every now and then yep. as a part timer, and uh, so we did that, and we uh, all that included free ski rentals and free lift tickets yeah. and all that stuff you know, just that's what you got that was a perk for doing the shows and um so we learned how to ski snow ski that week it was yeah. incredible and um the next week we drove back uh into lexington we were we were we were basing everything out of uh my father's house and uh so we drove back and we ditched all the Snow gear, <laughs> snow gear, uh, which um, which was at the end of the season. So we, upstairs from here, it was a Hibbets, right? right? And we went upstairs, and uh, everything was on sale, like slashed, like seventy five, eighty percent. And uh, so we we actually got some snow gear for cheap to, just to do this. Yeah, and. Um, so then we, we uh, threw everything out of the bags and threw uh, in some uh, summer stuff, and, and we drove the next day, we drove to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> we had friends down there that had a boat, and they took us to one of the lakes, because they have a lake on every corner down yeah. there in Orlando. And uh, and then I uh, taught my wife how to uh, water ski. Water ski. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, she, and she said to me at that point, she goes, at, toward the end of the week, she goes, I can't believe this. She says, this is what you've been doing for the last couple of years? I go, I go, well, you you know, next week we're in uh, Mississippi, so uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot different. Yeah, did she adjust pretty quickly to travel? Oh yeah, she was yeah. real good about it. I think that's she was. You know, maybe uh, you know, I don't want to get too sentimental about it, but uh, she was really served by it. Yeah, and she really good. She just took over. You know, she did most of the driving. She did uh, most of everything, and she just took care of me. And all I had to do was the shows and and drink. So <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, it was great. So yeah. Yeah, she was real. She was. She really took to it, you know. And she would go to every show yeah. for like a month, right? Or like maybe six months. Yeah. And then after that, it was like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I kept. She's it seen it. So she, you know, she had TV and she had books and she had stuff. So she just stayed in the hotel room. Oh, and sure. Did did her thing. And but I mean, the, the club owners appreciated her because you were saying that no, no matter where you guys went, she always left the place better. Than well, she if we stayed it. in a condo, yeah. uh, Sometimes you know, have comedy condos, what they call them. Sometimes they're just like the worst, you know, because. Comics are like the worst, and, right? Uh, um, and but uh, she would always make sure she cleaned it up and everything. Yeah. So, and they got to, to they got to know us. A lot of people got to know us as Scott and Peggy. Yeah, you know, and it's just oh, Scott and Peggy's coming to town. So, yeah, you know. I mean, that's that's. A, I mean, if you're gonna have a reputation, that's the right. one you want. That's you know? one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was fine, and it wasn't hard to be like that. No, you know, to so, be decent, right? No. <laughs> you know, don't ever uh, eat uh, the mayonnaise that's left in the refrigerator no. in a condo. No. May not be mayonnaise. There's uh-huh. just too many rumors going yeah. around about that. Yeah, don't don't get don't. your own mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that expensive. You're planning on sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, it's not that expensive. Um, so you uh, you've had actually quite a uh, storied career as well. You've you've had uh, the ability to be with all kinds of amazing people. Well, here uh, for 25 years. Well, I know, mean yeah. on the on the road though. Uh, Bill Hicks. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what that was uh, early on. That yeah. was like 84, 85. Yeah. And uh, uh, he was, uh, you know, uh, 
he was pretty famous then. Oh yeah. But he was, yeah. uh, you know, he was like uh, he's a he was a risk. Sure. You know? <laughs> he was a risk for club owners. They did they uh, they didn't know how to take some of that. But at that time, he was he was uh, you know he knocked way way out there. Right. But he did have a reputation for being way way out. The reason why condos were <laughs> trash trash dumps and stuff like that. What's your uh, favorite Bill Hicks story? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, basically uh, when I met him, uh, I, I we. We stayed in a condo, and when I, I, th- I think I felt like I needed to say to him, you know, at that point in my career, right, and uh, I, I remember it pretty distinctly. I, I said, hey, look, Bill, you know, I'm looking forward to this and everything, and you got a reputation, so I don't care what you do, right? I don't care. You can fuck the TV and throw it out the window. I don't right. care what you do. Right. Uh, but my name better not ever come up. Right. <laughs> And he goes, cool. And yeah. uh, we were in Greensboro. First week we were in Greensboro, North Carolina. Nothing to do, right? So you fucked the TVs? No. <laughs> well, I didn't. But, uh, I mean, he might have. We don't know. Well, it was a portable, so it's not my, my kind. But right. uh, <laughs> uh, No, we, we hung out at uh, Chuck E. Cheese's and played oh, God. video, we played video games every day. Well, in the 80s, that's that was the did. thing to yeah, do, though. That's what we did. Yeah. And, uh, and we went to, you know, eat eat. Crappy food, and, right? And uh, then at the night we did the shows. So. Yeah, stay away from the ball pit because you don't know what's in there. And we did, it, and it was great because he, he was such a great guy, really. And uh, you know, we were in this. The, the club was in this little, little small mall or gallery or kind of thing or whatever. You right. And they had this leather store where, he, and he he's, he's thinking about buying a jacket, right? <laughs> right. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, "What do you think?" I go, well, "That looks good." I don't, you know, whatever. You know, that's what that's what feature acts did back then. Is sure. just go to the all with the headliners and watch them spend money. Yeah. Right. And um, and he goes, I don't know. I got like six or seven of these in my closet at home. And I go, well, let's, don't get it then. That's okay. Go. And he would, you know. And then uh, uh, what we he did toward the end of the week, he goes, because we, we were Elvis fans. And we found out we were both Elvis fans. And he would do an impression of Elvis. Yeah, and uh, he said we're going to he, get me back up on stage at the end of the set, and we're going we're gonna do a little improv here, right? <laughs> and I'm going to be Elvis, right? And Scott is going to be Elvis's dead brother, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just dueling Elvises, is what it was. It was, and we had a blast doing it. I don't know if the audience knew what was going on it or not at that matter. point. But yeah. we, had, we had fun with it. I just like it. This is in what eighty. 80- Four? 84, 5, I yeah. can't remember, yeah. Um, Elvis was dead, too, so. <laughs> yeah, Elvis was dead, and Aaron died at birth, so, uh, yeah, you know. So we had fun with that, and we didn't, I guess we didn't really care what the audience felt about right. it. But uh, I mean, they had they did they had this really nice club, and he, the guy was a caterer, too, that had the club, that catered out of the club. And um, that's the time where we, we got uh, two drinks per show. Uh, that was yeah. our deal, right? Uh, every club had a different kind of mm-hmm. uh, way of doing things, but we got two drinks free for you know other than water and yeah. cokes and stuff like that. And um, so we said, well, can we bank them? Like if we don't drink two, you know, this show, can we have yeah. four the next show? And they go, well, yeah. So Bill and I, we did. We paid for our drinks. Yeah. All week until Sunday night after the show. We did a show on Sunday after the sh- after the show. We 
we go we walked up to the to the the bartender and we went okay we want our drinks now yeah we banked him and he goes okay all all shows you know it was like six shows at that point and uh, we went yeah and he goes well, what do you want and we go we want 24 Long Island iced teas. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> and uh, the dude made them, yeah. lined them up on the counter, and, and who and, drank them? Well, well, I had a couple, but uh, <laughs> uh, we get we were giving them away to the staff that was already off at that point and everything. We were giving them away. Oh, that's and, cool. And uh, the owner was pissed. He was pissed. He goes, what? <laughs> "The next time I went back, to the policy was different." Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, uh, and also Bill actually because because I think we sold out every show. Yeah, and uh, back then there was this thing they called bonuses. So if you had a good week, you know, club owners would throw you an extra couple hundred bucks yeah. or a hundred bucks or whatever. Nice. And I was back in the back with Bill and the owner, and he was uh, doing some stuff, and he had a meat cleaver in his hand, and Bill goes, "Hey, you know, a great week, you know, maybe we get a bonus." And the dude just went blew up and just went no bonus and he took a meat cleaver and whack down on the on the on the, on the wood you know on the cutting board and we went well we got no bonus no bonus <laughs> you're good I knew what I was getting coming in it's all right that's fair yeah and then we spent another week in, in North Carolina and the next week we drove over to another town and did it did another show pretty uneventful. What's up, Kentucky? This is Rex Chapman. I've struggled with addiction in the past. Today, I'm often asked where someone can turn for help. Bridgeway Institute Kentucky offers NAD plus IV therapy to end addiction without horrible withdrawals. I've used NAD plus. NAD plus is a revolutionary treatment that helps heal the brain-destroying disease of addiction. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, visit Bridgeway Institute at bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. You might just be the one to save a life. That's bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. Yeah. That yeah. That's, that's but it was great to know it was great to meet him. We you know, I spent almost two weeks with him and uh so we got you know got to know each other a little bit and, and uh it was nice to know that the next, when he finally made it to Lexington and at the club when it was downtown that uh I sent my wife in uh, to go to meet him and, and just say hi for me because she had to do something else with the club to uh pick up something for me and uh and he got all, you know, said, oh, man, I wish he was here and all that stuff. So it was really nice. Yeah. Really nice. And then, you know, later he, he shot up and then he went overseas. And, oh, and, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, he he passed away tragically. Yeah. yeah. He got that's, sick and passed away. Yeah. That, that was a shame. Yeah. That, uh, that's not the only club that actually had to change some policies because you were in town. Like, there was, <laughs> there was another club that um, had a low ceiling. That had to do some modifications. Oh yeah, that was uh, Matt's British Pub in uh, uh, Charleston. I mean, I mean Richmond, Virginia. Right. Richmond, Virginia, and uh, it was in a basement. I mean, it was this was an old building. I mean, this was building kind of went back to colonial times in the downtown. It was called the Shaco Slip. Yeah, and I guess it's near the river at some point where they where they. Uh, and uh, it was a beautiful place, and but it was just this dank, dark basement, right, with giant wooden beams that were like, 
you know, you know, beams would be eight by eight. If you saw them today, these were like twenty-four by twenty-four. Jeez, yeah, they were they were this big. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and it was a really low ceiling, and uh, as you came off stage, you would have to go through this little highway because it only sat like 150 people. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they had a beam going across, and every night after, and I was just emceeing, and I was really, it was literally my second week on the road. Yeah. As an MC, they had road MCs back then, and. Uh, Every time I got off stage, you know, your eyes are kind of trying to adjust yeah. back to the darkness after being under the lights. And I would hit the top of my head on that beam <laughs> every single show. God. And it hurt. Yeah. And um, so the next time I went there, they uh, they had... They had uh, Put reflectors up on it <laughs> because so, it's got. so that I wouldn't I wouldn't hit my head. Good. And they told me that's well, you know, you were coming back. It's a safety precaution. Yeah, so we thought we better do that. Again. Oh, crushed my head every night, every <laughs> like seven times. I mean, the last time he was here, he lost his sevens. He couldn't find figure out what was after six. I mean, we we have to help the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like it, it, it was a neat little place. I mean, yeah. the upstairs was a was the pub, and then upstairs for that it was a third floor where there was a great restaurant that. It, and they only had like uh, six things on the menu. You know, it was like prime rib and seafood Norfolk. That and, sounds awesome. And so they were just like you know, and they that was part of the perks. They gave us a free meal. Too. Nice. Uh, so we would go early and yeah. we'd go upstairs and we get a really nice meal. So that that, that kind of stuff helped because during the day I was like I was just eating dirt. Right. You know, I, <laughs> I wasn't making much money and I was trying to get home with as much money as I could. Right. Yeah. And um, so you know, I just I just go get you know a loaf of bread and a, and some bologna and right and and my own mayonnaise. <laughs> of course, your own mayonnaise. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was an expense you had to bear. You had to do it just because of Frankie Bastille was there the week before, and you just never knew. <laughs> Speaking of Frankie, you had quite a quite a, a few weekends with him. Well, I knew Frankie for years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, that was another one you had to say. Look, whether you get yeah, trouble, well, keep my Frankie name out of it. unfortunately <laughs> was a drug addict, right? It's just what he was, and he was always hunting and searching for drugs, and, right? You know, and then once I figured out what he was trying to do to me, you know, get me in a bright aid in yeah in Louisiana of all places, <laughs> and trying to get some. Uh, some codeine, right? Yeah. You know, and well, they're not gonna let you have any codeine, yeah, <laughs> just because you asked. Who who was it you were with with the uh, the Chinese starring stars? Was that Frankie? That was Frankie. That yeah, was Frankie. That, that was in, that was actually in Richmond, Virginia, as well. So how did, like how did but that, that was all, a couple of years la- that was a couple of years later. How did that all come about? Uh, well, we went and did the show. It was. Um, it was still at Matt's British Pub. It moved around the corner uh, the, the next year, I think, to a, a really nice place too. But uh, they um, they put us in a condo out in you know away from the downtown, and and so we so as we were driving out one night, they had a thing called Farm Fresh, which was the first time I had ever seen like a mega store, right? Yeah. Where they had groceries, and then they had furniture and they had everything kind of like a super walmart yeah right and that's the first time i ever saw that and i just it was and they had tires you know it was like Jeez. wow we can get, i can get tires and eggs yeah. yeah and um so we were we were just going to look for something like a frozen pizza or something was all we were going to do and sure. go back and cook it but um 
they had a, a markdown the clearance table and on the clearance table they had a box just a just a brown box mm-hmm. that the top had been ripped off of and it was full of ninja stars <laughs> or at least i don't know what else they could have been used for metal? right were they metal yes they were oh, they're metal okay. yeah, it was a whole box of them there might have been 40 or 50 in there you could hardly lift it it was oh my goodness yeah and on the box it said four dollars right right and we just looked at each other and went i'll give you two dollars <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna buy this right and uh, the next week, we were in Raleigh, North Carolina, <laughs> and we got there, and we had that, that of course, we had to drive to the club, and uh, and the Ninja Stars were in the trunk of my car, and in between shows, and the club and, and Raleigh was kind of in a dead end, where it just kind of went around, and it was a little dead end, it was really, that was actually super club, too, Yeah. but it was a little dead end, and then right across, the, there was the railroad tracks there, and then right across was the penitentiary. Right. And uh, even, I think, inside the fence of the penitentiary was a billboard, one of the giant mm-hmm. billboards. And it was the Marlboro Man. Naturally. Right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we got the bright idea in between shows, like on Friday night, that uh, we'd see if we could hit the Marlboro Man <laughs> with the Ninja Star. <laughs> and we did. And we did. I don't know what it was. It was probably, I don't know, 100 feet away. I right. don't know, 30, four, 30, 40 yards, you know. But, you know, you get that, you get it with. Were they, you frisbeeing them? And they hook, you know, they hook. Yeah, they, so they hook around. Yeah. They hook. So you had to throw it way out to the right to see if you could get it to come back in. <laughs> and, yeah, we, and uh, for years after that, when I was doing that club, I'd go as close as I could see. <laughs> and, there was, and there were still ninja stars. That's fantastic. Well, thank yeah. God they're still up there. Well, well I don't think they're. That, I mean, that was that was the uh, mid '80s too. And two two big stories that? came out of that. Uh, first off, they were worried that there was an actual ninja attack coming to the town. Like the town's yeah. parent, and there was a huge prison break. The yeah. one thing. The one thing. That, that's the one thing we didn't think of. That was the first. That, and I know you were thinking the, this the, was the first the, thing. The ones that of. we missed and just went over the fence <laughs> were. Uh, Who didn't go home today? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're down just folks, just, just in the you know just in inside the fence. <laughs> it's still, I don't know. That it's head cap's gonna be a little off. It's freaking hysterical. Goodness. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so we're in the middle uh, here at Comedy Off Broadway. We actually got the four preliminary rounds done of the uh, the contest. What's the name of the contest again? Uh, Scott and Lee's Knockdown Drag Out No Holds Bar Texas Chainsaw Cage Match Comedy Competition. That, that's Bingo. why I had you do that. <laughs> I've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> and I'd go knock- I may not know the name of the headliner tonight, but I know the name of that. <laughs> Damn it. So we made it through the, the first uh, four uh, rounds, and we're going into the finals. Right. Yeah. The, it's the, fun. I mean, you know, yeah. it's kind of, it's a tradition now. And, um, you know, we don't, uh, I, I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what we're doing. But uh, we, uh, you know, nobody gets a prize, really. Mm-hmm. But we, the guys that win, we, the last several years, we have taken them, uh, Lee Cruz and I have taken mm-hmm. them with us on uh, uh, little theater gigs that we do. Yeah. And That's they, they actually make money. Right. So... I know the guys and they get to, they get to do something here too, don't they? they? Like a guest spot or something. Well, we we can, we can work that out if yeah. they want to do that. I mean, it just depends, you know, on who it is. But right. uh, you know, we run it pretty legit and it's fun, and yeah. you know, we've got uh, a lot of people that. Uh, 
come watch it every year. Absolutely, and we've put out some serious talent from this place. Yeah, you really, we really have. And when I when I took this job at, uh, 25 years ago, we, they didn't have an open mic, right? And um, they had a they had an improv group, which really wasn't that good, and nobody came to watch it. So, right, I you know they were getting ready to disband anyway, and I went to the, the owner of the club at the time. And I said, we really need uh, an open mic night because we really need to develop talent. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there is any, you know, we'll never know unless we we give them the stage and and see if we can give back a little bit and find somebody, you know, or many people that that, that can do this, you know, because it's just like if they were like me, they had to drive to Louisville and do open mic nights, you know, every Tuesday and uh, or have to just go away somewhere else, you know, and uh, there was really no outlet for any of this. So when we, we started it up and, you know, we had about 10 or 12 people, you know, we did it every week. That's awesome. Yeah. And I learned along the way, we gave them five minutes, you know, for, you got, that's too much time to sure. get somebody starting out. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we'd get uh, 20 or 30, 40 people to come watch it. And then, it, then that would just go down to like 10, right. you know, and then yeah. and then my comics actually went down to like six. So then we, then we started doing it uh, every two weeks and then we did it, we we're doing it every month now and it's just right. it kind of worked out. One time we actually, uh, I made it a show up and go up. Oh, Jesus, what a night. Were you around for that? No, but I remember you telling me. And uh, it just kind of slowly got bigger and bigger and... Um, the crowds slowly got smaller and smaller because they didn't realize that, you know, you got to bring, you got to have some people come. And yeah. I, I never wanted to do like a, uh, what do they call that when they make you pay to be on open mic night? Uh, pay to play? They, yeah, they, yeah, something. I don't know. They got a name for it, but, you know, they said, well, Oh, you, bringer. You got to bring bringer. Yeah. 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 And um, where you, and that is, um, when you have like you got four tickets, you got to sell four tickets. Yeah. So if you can just buy, if you just buy four tickets for twenty bucks. Yeah. Right. Or you can have four people come. Yeah. And right. buy four tickets, whatever. I mean, that's that's how a lot of the places. Yeah. Are. Well, it's and ridiculous. that's the, that's the only way they can you know put it together. But we've had really good luck here. Where yeah. we we you know we draw at, you know twenty sometimes, but we go in 60, 70, 80 people, and Absolutely. it's just it really you know I always just beg them just just have all your friends and fans come. Just see you you know if you can yeah. have three or four people come yeah and, and that adds up especially if i'm putting 20 people on the show sure yeah absolutely and um and it gives a chance to get a kind of a real audience feel too right yeah. uh, where you have different people that aren't necessarily there to uh, watch but just one person right get to see other people and um so that show up, that show up and go up. The last one we did, <laughs> the last one. How many we did, people showed up? It was sixty three. Oh my goodness! Sixty three. If you're doing three minutes each, you you figure out the math. I that's mean, that's all day. Yeah, and I had to, you know, I had to do it that night, even though I went. This is uh, silly. Fucking three and a half hours. And so <laughs> the owner and the manager at the time came to me, and I went, "You don't have to say it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to say it. We'll not do that ever again." Right. So we kind of got to the system now where it's kind of a sign-up system. Now, I have a, a lot of questions to ask you about this stuff, and it's mainly because there's a lot of people that perform in the area have always wanted to ask you, but they don't have the balls to do it. So I'd love well, to what do... Well, what makes you want to ask me now? Well, because it's it's hot and heavy stuff, and it's good. But we're going to do it on the bonus feature stuff. Oh. Because okay. uh, uh, we're right at the end of the free stuff. So if you're a patron, you're watching us on Patreon, 
Patreon, make sure that you spend that two whole dollars to see the rest of this episode. It should be pretty fantastic. Was that juicy enough? Oh, it's definitely juicy. I said juicy. Fun. He did. He, did. <laughs> he said an F word. I mean, come on. That doesn't come out of my mouth too much. No. Not, not in this room. It does not. It does not at all. Um, unless he's really pissed off, <laughs> which I've seen him do it. it. I think I can count on one hand how many times I've seen you do it. My wife always wants me to tell everybody my, like my uh, heckler line for like the worst female heckler that I would have, I would pull out every now and then and when I had to just because it was like a, a showstopper kind of thing. Oh, we're going to get to that in the bonus feature. I definitely, okay. That's worth the $2 all by itself. That alone. I haven't had to say it in years and years. You hear that? He hasn't had to say it. You guys are going to want to see this. For Scott Wilson, Brandon Nicole, I'm Josh Arm. We'll see you soon.